You're listening to the Live Well Radio Podcast Show. A wealth of information for a life of inspiration. And here's your host, Brett Coleman. Hey guys, today's Wellness Wednesday. And normally I would be introducing the next guest, but today my wife, Lena, is going to jump on the mic and talk about uh, gluten intolerant recipes and tips and ideas. A couple weeks ago, Bobby Toman was on the show talking about the benefits of grass-fed beef. Well, in his interview, Bobby mentioned that him and his wife, Erica, have a son who is gluten intolerant. So when Lena heard the interview, she said, why don't we invite Erica on the show and share some experiences and some tips and ideas how she's getting creative uh, with gluten-free recipes for their son. So without further ado, here's my lovely wife interviewing Erica Toman. Enjoy the interview, have a great day, and as always, live well. Hi, this is Lena Coleman with the Live Well Radio Show. I'm here today with Erica Toman, who is a wonderful mom who has been introduced to the world of celiac and gluten-intolerant child, right? Your son? Yes. Let's start with this. How did you even know to go have your son checked out? Well, we had went through a couple years of um, him with chronic leg pain, headaches, and he had bowel issues. And we had taken him to specialists. Um, At one point, we were referred to a bone specialist, um, and they were going to put pins in his hips. They thought maybe that was the problem. And we opted to, you know, hold off on that. And my husband was um, beginning his his journey into, you know, kind of eating better, getting healthy. Um, and he had come across some information regarding celiacs or gluten intolerant. And the more he kind of read on it, the more it showed exactly our son's symptoms. You know, but he was little. He was, we, this started when he was, an infant, and this went until, you know, up into his, I don't know, six. He was six, mm-hmm. um, but around four is when they were going to pin his hips, and I thought, oh no. Wow, and they just they thought like you know more than a growing pain kind of feeling. It, yeah, yeah. The the hip they just thought was from growth, or they just yeah. I mean because they could not pinpoint anything else. And so they thought, well, maybe his hips are popping out. You know, there was some dysplasia with his hips. Um, thankfully my husband was like, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) You know, we weren't, we just decided that wasn't the route that we wanted to take at the time. And at the same time, we knew it wasn't growing pains because it's, you know, two and three years old. We just had a feeling that it it was more than growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't the extent of, of a surgery. Gotcha. So you put that off, he still continued to have the symptoms, and then what was the next step? And then my husband did, you know, had, did all the research, and so we took him back to our general pediatrician, and we just kind of mentioned that we had found some information and kind of his thoughts on it. And he said, honestly, if it was my child, he said, I would try the gluten-free diet. I mean, if you've researched it and this is kind of what you think, he said, it's not going to hurt anything. It will not hurt anything, Um, but it's going to take time Mm -hmm. and you have to stick to it. You know, you have to stick to it. And so he ordered some blood tests and the blood test came back inconclusive. And he said, our next step could be, we could either a do a bowel biopsy 
or B, you could do the diet and see if it works, and that is going to give us an answer. And we opted to do the diet um, because he said in children, a lot of times you get inconclusive results when you run the celiac testing. Mm. So from that day on, <laughs> that's I mean, that was our decision we made. And from that day forward, that, that's what we've done. Wow. So basically you self-diagnosed your child, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. It, you know, celiac disease and gluten intolerance is affecting a lot more people now. Um, I don't think it's maybe not affecting more people now, but it's now a known illness. Yes, for sure. To, you know, intolerance. Obviously, we, we've heard you got to cut out gluten. So people naturally, they think things like bread and crackers and things like that. What is really celiac disease and gluten intolerance? So um, it is all it has to do with wheat. And when, um, so I am not a research guru by any means, but mm -hmm. I did have to start looking at ingredients and I had to, to really look, um, you know, because even seasonings and I did not realize it because when I first started cooking this way, I just cut out, you know, like the things that I knew, noodles, flour, yeah. um, that you know, the wheat flour is what, um, that I cut out, but my son still, and he was doing better, but there was still some, some issues. And so I did not realize that even down to the seasonings. Wow. I didn't know you that know, either. Uh, <laughs> no. You see gluten-free labels on things now, sometimes on like a yeah. potato or something. You're like, well, duh. Right. <laughs> exactly. But... <laughs> like oatmeal. I, I was like, well, that is oat, but it's because it's where it's manufactured. Ah, in gotcha. a wheat facility. So um, that took, you know, a lot of, of adjusting. Um, and one thing is my homemade chicken noodle soup. I used to use the bullion cubes. Well, chicken bullion cubes contain wheat. Mm. So it's little things like that that took more of an adjustment for me mm -hmm. on cooking than the actual, you know, flour. Yeah, flour is a lot easier to... Yeah. to cut out. Yeah. It's all those little things. You're right. That, it, that I wasn't aware of that with the seasoning and the bouillon, that there was gluten in there. Yeah. Yes. And so it's, it's tricky. I mean, there's wheat in a lot and even um, some of the chocolate chips, you know, things that you just don't even think of, No. you know, um, chips, chips, cause you think of the potato, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of ingredients that they use on the chips that have wheat. Um, so it's been, it's been trial and error. Yeah. Um, for sure, it has been trial and error. So let me ask you this. What was the biggest effect, uh, because you have two other children, what was the biggest effect on the family as well as obviously your son, but how did it affect the family as a whole as well? Well, for me, um, at first, I was more afraid for myself because mm -hmm. I – you know, how am I going to cook this way? I have to change everything. Um, and I was trying to use my son as saying, he's picky. He's not going to like it. It's not going to work because he doesn't even like half the stuff that I make regular. And my husband said, nope, we have to stick with this. Um, so I was more afraid for myself because it, what it is, it's a big lifestyle change in food Absolutely. for everyone. So at first I really started doing, you know, at that age, it was like macaroni and cheese, sandwiches. You know, and so I went and bought stuff just for him, only for him. 
But after a while, I found it very, very difficult that I was doing, you know, making this for, you know, four of us and then this for him. And it got very difficult. And so I had to make the decision, like, we're just going to do this as a family. You know, I only have time to cook one dinner, not four dinners. So I, I just, I had to make that. I did spend a lot, a lot of money, but I went through, you know, like every noodle out there to find the one that we all liked and that I could cook that didn't turn to mush, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that's, that's another thing yeah. <laughs> is, the, is with the gluten-free um, and flour, the same thing. You know, if, if I could tell that it did not taste normal, I wasn't going to eat it. I was not going to make a whole meal for my family that we weren't going to eat. So um, that was probably the most difficult is like the noodles and the wheat flour and things that I could, I could use that were gluten-free, but still tasted normal, you know, and that we could all eat. So just out of curiosity, real quick, uh, what noodles did you find that you enjoy in that term? So I did <laughs> find the Barilla brand, you know, the spaghetti and uh, pasta noodles by Barilla and they're gluten-free. Oh, wow. They're my favorite because you cannot tell the difference and there's, and the cooking with them, they don't turn to mush. Wow. Um, The rice noodles and stuff were, I mean, my pot of spaghetti was just, you know, like baby food. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So the Barilla brand has been my go-to for noodles. And my dad is very, very picky. And, you know, if he sees gluten-free, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to touch it. Oh, go. You know, it's already in his mind. It doesn't taste good. Yeah. But he comes when they come to visit, that's the way I cook and he eats it and has no idea. Doesn't ever even phase him. So as far yeah. as cooking then, you know, obviously it was a big lifestyle change for the whole family, sounds like, but what did you have to cut out? Obviously wheat, the noodles, the bread. What were things that were a staple in your diet that you had to cut out? Bread. Bread was a big one, um, and especially for children, mm-hmm. you know, sandwiches, toast, you know, little kids like bread is always, always, it seems like they've, they're having bread. Um, did you not find any gluten-free breads that you, I did. that he liked? I did, but it kind of, and I don't know exactly how it happened, but I did find gluten-free bread. I bought regular bread for the rest of us, but for him, I bought the gluten-free bread and I just noticed that he wasn't, he wasn't eating it as much. So it kind of, and then, you know, of course for dinner, I wasn't buying rolls anymore. For lunch, um, when, the, when he started school, packing leftovers. So then there, you know, that took out the sandwich making. And then over time, he just didn't want bread. And even to this day, you know, we'll have, I'll buy him special um, hamburger buns. Mm-hmm. for his hamburger and he'll choose to eat without. Oh, wow. um, so it's kind of just gotten to a point where he just doesn't even want it. Um, and I do still buy the gluten-free bread because once in a while, you know, he'll, um, he will make a sandwich if he has the sporting events and he needs to pack something, he will. But it's kind of like once we had to start, you know, rationing things um, as far as the flour and stuff, he just didn't have a craving for the bread. Like he did. I gotcha. So it kind of took care of itself, you know, as, as much as, um, as far as how much we, we consumed it. 
Good. Well, I'm I'm glad he was able to um, you know, adjust to that because that yeah. sandwiches are big for a lot of a lot of families, yes. especially children. So, it's nice that he's able to adjust. So, instead of sandwiches, describe, you know, a a, a typical lunch, especially packing a lunch for a a child without a sandwich, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that like, well, what am I going to make him? Mm -hmm. So we do, um, I, I, you know, always make, of course, a dinner. And so I always make enough and I have teenagers. So, (laughs) but I make enough where, um, they, when we're done at the dinner table, they all pack their lunch for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they are, you know, just right there at the table, they take that and, um, they're able to heat them up at school and soups, I'll heat them up in the morning and then I'll pack them in a thermos and take to school. Um, and then they'll take, this probably isn't very healthy, but then they'll take a fruit snack and then they take, um, a granola bar or a sports bar or, you know, something like that. So they'll have their main dish and then they have a fruit snack and then they have some sort of like granola or a bar or, you know, um, something with a little protein in it. Yeah. Well, good. So there's, there's, there are definitely alternatives to the sandwich lunch. Yes. And then pistachios too. I mean, um, you know, when I buy, I buy those, I'll pack those, but they're gone in an instant, but those are also good. They're just kind of hard to crack at school. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, the nuts and stuff too are, are also a very good alternative for, you know, instead of chips. Yeah. Some nuts. healthy fats and proteins. Yeah. In those, so. Yep. And that really, without the sandwiches really helped us get away too with from the chips and, you know, cause that's, I mean, it's, it's a fast, convenient, you know, soul food. <laughs> it's like chips and sandwich and, you know, um, but with us having to make this lifestyle change that really did help on the way we eat as well, you know, cause then we just don't, we don't buy a lot of that. We don't have a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So then around. when you're doing recipes at home, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people curious as well as myself. Um, what are your, what have you been kind of tips or tricks to modify a recipe to, as in general, just to make recipes, cooking at home, making dinners, a, a little easier for you for gluten-free so I um I am a big Pinterest guru um you know I go on there and pin I'm like oh that looks good so I'll pin you know 100 yeah. recipes a day um and I will make them um even though they're not gluten-free I I will make them it's just I substitute my flour so if it calls for pasta I use my gluten-free pasta if it calls for anything with flour I substitute with my flour and the flour that I found, um, is equal parts. So it's equal to all purpose flour. It, it, there's no, you know, um, you have to add exanthem gum. It's none of that. It already has it in it. And so that's exactly what I do. I just substitute the gluten-free and make everything else the same. And who, who makes the flour? I personally, I've tried a lot of different flours. I'm not gluten-free, but I tend to like to bake and things like that with an almond flour is my personal favorite, but oh, yep. who makes the flour that you like the best? I use, it's made by Bella. It's Bella flour, B-E-L-L-A. Okay. And it is, um, you know, we don't, we only have, of course, the gluten allergy, but it is um, soy-free, nut-free, dairy-free, and gluten-free. 
And I thought when I bought it, I'm like, someone recommended it at the health food store. And I thought, okay, well, we'll see. And it is our absolute favorite. Um, and I bake with it. I cook with it. And people do not even, and I'm a big texture person. I mean, I am, I'm very big on texture. So, um, but it's amazing. I mean, you cannot tell wow. the difference. Wow. Bella. Yeah. So, so you're going to find it at the health food stores, not uh, yes. any of the main you, grocery no, stores? Not, um, now, I know in the bigger cities, because we're, you know, not 10,000 people, we do not carry it in our grocery stores. But I know um, we've been down to Colorado, and they have it in their grocery stores. Okay. All right. So it's but Bella, because that's, to... that's, a, that's a really, I, I like that it's the soy-free, the nut-free and everything. I have friends Never whose yet. children are you, uh, have a lot of nut allergies. A lot of kids have that these days, too. So that's a, that's a good one to know. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's. Um, it's equal portions, and so you know you don't have to worry about the measurements on anything. And it's 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 amazing. Well, that's great. So yes, that's great. Any other tips or tricks you you would like to share? Um, no, not really. Other than you know, like I said, don't don't feel bad if you haven't went and researched the internet for you know thirty to sixty days on end trying to figure out what to do. Um, because I didn't do that. You know, mine was trial and error and, and I know people do. And my husband is one of them. He does. Um, but it's just not my, not my interest. And so, um, I just have a hard time sitting there looking at health stuff and all that, but I was scared and I was afraid, but, um, we've, our whole family has done it and it it has been amazing. It really has not been what I thought it was going to be. Um, and the options that are available now. You can get almost anything out there available in a gluten-free option. Yeah, they have a so whole gluten-free that, section now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, so that that has been amazing as well. Oh, that's uh, great. They have, but yeah, but just to be careful because, like, you know, soy sauce, Worcester sauce, things like that. You need you have to be aware because they have stuff in them. The wheat. Yeah, that's been my biggest tip: is if you're going to research anything, research your um, seasonings that you use because you wouldn't think, you know, nine, nine times out of 10, you would not think and nine times out of 10, they have, they have a wheat ingredient. Wow. Yeah. So check out mostly uh, spices and condiments, right? Yep. Yes. Yes. Everything else is pretty much going to tell you if it has wheat in it or not, but those are the tricky ones. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad your son is feeling better. It's, you definitely noticed an immediate difference. Yes. Um, it took about, you know, they said six weeks and I think it took about three to four. And I mean, we could tell, and we can tell when he gets into something too. Um, you know, it might not be instant, you know, and his isn't his stomach. Um, at first his is the muscle spasms and the really, really, really bad headaches. Um, and it might take a few hours, you know, or even the next day, but we know when he has gotten into something, cause then we'll say, okay, what did you eat? You know, we go through the list and it's like, uh Oh, that cookie that you had that you thought was gluten-free wasn't. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, at least we're aware. You know, we are aware, and he's aware too. So, good. Well, good. Well, Erica, I appreciate your time and your information. You know, I'm sure there's someone out there who may have the symptoms or their children might have a, one of the symptoms. It might be worth doing some research and... Yeah, having yourself or, you know, the, your child checked out, uh, that might be contributing yeah. to a what diet. Yeah. A diet is a simple fix versus, you know, it's, it is, it's a life 
lifestyle change, but it's a simple fix versus what they could go through and that's not necessary Absolutely. as well. So. Absolutely. And I'm glad you, you and Bobby took the initiative to seek out other options for your, at the time, yes. four-year-old to six-year-old, and then seek out and find out what was really going on. It's so important. Yes. So, all right. Well, Erica, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Lena. And good luck with everything. If uh, you have some favorite recipes you want to share with us, we'll definitely love to share them with our, our customers. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes, I will, I will do that. All I right. will definitely do that. All right. I would love that. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.